Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast. Episode 245. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game. It's played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes, if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Mariah. Mariah goes to see Takuto in the morning. Ah. Takuto is still in the, like, medical uh, section, but... You don't need special permission. Um, yeah, I don't him. ask. And it's only really only been like less than a week, so yes, he's still in in the bed. I uh, was like, "Hey, Mariah." Yeah. You you went to? Oh, you survived the robots. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And those robots are not going to be bothering anybody else. Oh, thank goodness. Did 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 you find anything about arcs? Sorry, I, I shouldn't have asked. I, no, no, no. That wasn't, um, wasn't your mission. I want to help you find arcs. We brought back the data from the tap you left, and we brought back the robots. Roz has started working on the data, but how are you feeling? Are you up to doing computer things? I, I can definitely definitely hack computers, and like, as you're like getting worked up a little bit, you can tell he is not up for it. I, hang on. If he's like leaning forward and then seems like kind of like he's starting to have trouble breathing, mm-hmm. I want to step forward and assuming alarms aren't going off with whatever monitors him. Nope. I want to catch him. So like one hand on his back and the other hand like on the top of his chest. Yep. To kind of like help ease him back into his pillows. Oh, um, thanks. And I want to try heal. Dr. Thorn, MS, miasma specialist. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's equivalent to healing a crit, unless we talked about something different. Um, we said that he has a number of medical conditions and that mm-hmm. I can't fix everything all at once, but mm-hmm. that dealing with them would be similar to dealing with crits. Yes. Magic has a fixed difficulty on this. Healing a critical is three purples. Okay. All the time. I will spend a story point. And I'm now in an environment that has filters. It's too clean. So I have a setback on magic-y things. I'm going to spend a story point. Mm-hmm. I know being in the medical wing does not help, but at least it's an appropriate place to do healing. <laughs> That's a failure with two threats. May I see the threat table? Two wounds is an obvious choice, but you're not going to be targeted by enemy spellcasters. <laughs> um, I think you take two wounds as you attempt to like clean out his system some, but uh, it's not... It's not working. The problem is not like that he's got miasma still in his system necessarily. It's that the damage has been done by the miasma. Okay. My approach to this was wrong. My thought was there's some foreign stuff still there that I can extract. No. Even though you have threats, I'll tell you, like, it seems more like his, like, lung capacity has been severely reduced. Okay. I do have an alternative to the wounds, if you wish, actually. What? If you'd like to make another check, it will be nominally the same check. You'll have another black die, though. This is like a change in your approach, but it's still magical. So rather than trying to get something out, try to like expand his lungs or something, 
Just a narrative flavor, if you wish. So instead of taking two wounds, take a black die on trying again. Uh-huh. So then you could try, maybe try to heal a little bit or something rather than... Yeah, build instead of remove. Um, I will gladly accept another black die on this check. I'm not spending a story point on this one. I am spending a story point again. The last of the story points. Good news, bad news. I mean, alarms could start going off. Depends on <laughs> what you want. I succeed with a triumph. All right. I have four threats on a magical thing. Four threats on a magic thing. All right. Well, four threats is not on this chart, but things that feature despairs on this chart are losing your magical connection and being un- unable to cast for the rest of whatever length of time you, the GM, desire, mm-hmm. given that we're in narrative space. Also, you could pick the target of the spell. I don't really like oh, that. That's interesting. For two despairs, a suggested activity is a character loses control of their magical energies or draws the ire of their deity, suffering one critical injury. I don't think that's fair in this case. I think a critical injury. Oh. Like, given that, okay. like, strain and wounds and stuff are the yeah, results. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like, I'm trying to fix something in Takudo. I cannot simply remove the miasma, but I am doing something. And I don't fully understand it. Yes. You know, there's not enough miasma to work with. Who's yeah. got the supply? Of... Exactly. Okay. It comes from my own personal, like, store. So... Yeah. Um, let's roll on the quick table, then. You can roll. And that, boys and girls, was how Maria Thorne lost his eye. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about 88. Compromised. Increased difficulty of all skill checks by one. Ugh. Until it's healed. Yeah, that extra, like, lung, like, there's some sort of, like, alchemical balance kind of thing. Like, your breathing is very labored. And just everything takes more effort. Let's see. That's level three. No, compromised is the worst level two. Oh, it's a bad one. And this is until it gets fixed? Yeah. Yeah. How does Mariah react to this new pain wheezing? Um, first, I would like to know how Takudo's doing. Because, like, in my mind... I've settled him back on his pillow and like, you know, maybe he's closed his eyes and he's kind of wheezing and stuff and he's trying to recover and like (laughs) maybe not so aware of the fact that like I'm still holding him and I am still trying to do something. And then I try to do even more because it doesn't work at first. Yep. Yep. So I would like to know what I perceive of Takuto before I decide how to implement my reaction. Yeah. Um, Takuto's eyes... Dark open. As, as it was as you said, like he was taking a break and he was like, like and he's like, I can, I can, I can breathe again. And he almost like, almost like pushes you uh, away for things. Like, I, I don't know what you did, Ryan. You like cleared up my sinuses, and like he gets up and starts walking around. So he kind of like pushes me back and like gets out to take a step. Yes. So like I like step back, but like my leg gives out. Yeah, I think so. So. I end up falling over, clattering of medical things. And as like with the strain, like the kind of seat of pain is the leg. Like that's like, even if it's like having this repercussions of like my breathing is not quite working right. Like it's still like wrapped up with the leg as well. Yes. That's always a component to like whatever you're feeling. For a brief moment, like Takudo is not even aware that you like fall over and are like probably gasping in pain. He's just like 
he can walk in for the first time in like weeks or months or however long it's been. He's like, I, I, I need to find Arcs. And he, he turns over like, oh my gosh, Ryan, what are you, are you okay? What happened? Did you fall? I would like a cool check, I think. I think that makes sense, yeah. I think it's just two purples. Uh, hang on. Yeah. Oh, a purple and red, actually. Sure you don't want two reds? Uh, you mean you want me? Yeah, sure. I'm just saying you have all yeah, the story points. Yeah, yeah, I have points. all the story points. And like, given that Takuto was laid low by Miasma exposure, he might not think so highly of my relationship with Miasma. Mm -hmm. Okay. I failed that check. I have five advantages. Mariah is gasping himself mm -hmm. and is not really hearing Takuto's question. Okay, I think that's fair. So, fails the cool check. Now, it's up to you. I don't know all Takuto's motivations. I only know some of them. Do you think Takuto would be friendly towards crazy fungus powers or not? I don't think Takuto, like, I don't think his first thought is like this crazy fungus powers. I have five advantages. So I'm asking you, I'm okay. not asking you what Takuto thinks. I'm asking you what I can reveal of Mariah that will help them forge a better relationship. Like, okay, okay. if Mariah's eyes are like glowing purple right now because he's not fully in control of things, like... I think Takuto believes that you have a similar affliction. Okay. And so like there's the, kin the kinship of like, oh no, oh no, 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 this is, this is miasma poisoning. Um, oh, you didn't have to go out there, Mariah. These are advantages, though. Yeah, well, like, he feels kinship with you. Okay. Are you looking, you can know his motivations? Um. You know his strength and his desire. He's fully bought in on Data Haven stuff. Mm hmm? He is idealistic. His desire is arcs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I want to know what his fear is. Takuto's fear is isolation. Both in a physical and romantic sense, or like and emotional sense. Okay, uh, that is something that Mariah can definitely relate yeah. to. Yeah, and like Takuto is like fearing that you're like about to pass out, or okay. you, know, you gotta stay with me. You gotta stay with me. We'll, we'll get through this together, right? Together. Okay, so Mariah, once he kind of like pulls himself together enough to like, react, Takuto, like pulls you to your feet a little bit if you want. I'll take a chair. <laughs> that sounds good. Mariah will return to the earlier question. Takuto has definitely forgotten that, as have I. Right. But Takuto seems to be feeling better now. Like, do you want to look through the data to find out what happened to ARCs yourself? Like, now that they have, like, the capability to do that, you don't know how long they're going to be good for, or if you permanently cure them. They're like, yes, yes, of course. Mariah believes, like, Takuto has more right to that data than anybody else here. Mm -hmm. Um... So, if Takuto is well enough to, like, walk out of this med bay and stop being cut off from everybody else Send by being stuck punish. in a bed here, then I'll take him to Raz and the data. I think that's perfect. And it's almost like Takuto helps you walk over there. Uh, yeah, you can feel the, like, labor of, uh, of that kind of action. That seems like a good place to pause that. Swipe back to Cleve. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, there's the Tenok workshopping stuff. You might also just talk to Roz now that Roz had a chance to play oh, the data. I kind of feel like it. Roz is probably going to be dark for a couple days in, in data, data heaven. Data heaven, that's right. Well, Tenok did want help moving the robots to his workshop. Yeah. Or to their workshop. So then I guess I'll go find Mariah and see about doing, <laughs> doing that when I find out that he's played up. Yeah, I think you find Mariah, like, with... Uh, 
Takudo walking to Raz's office. Hey, you want to go over to Tenok's garage? It's an hour away. Uh, I don't think I'm up for that today. All right. I don't know how obvious it is that you're not. Like, Cleve's perceptive, but I don't know how well you're hiding it or whatever. I mean, you're limping. Yeah, you probably don't look so good, but... I think also if you read Takudo, like, Takudo is like... Like, constantly looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Takudo doesn't think I'm well. You know what? You said that you set a limit and he asked you to do that. So Cleve's like, okay, that's fair. (laughs) That's true. He (laughs) did tell me that I needed to set limits and I needed to... (laughs) Following orders. All right, that's fair. Um, I guess I'll go see if Corazon wants to go. And I don't know what Takudo's, or not what Tenok's, like, strategy, if there's, like, a jeep or something, or if it's, like, a cart, or, like, what his plan was. So I might go first go to him and find out what his strategy was for that and how many people we need, and then I'll go. Yeah, Uh, Tenok uh, is glad that he's like, yes, uh, today would be good to go. Yes, however many it takes of you to drag those robots, so... Just two robot pieces, so two of you would be good. If they charge, the, one of the robots can go on his own. Ah, yes, that's even better. And we can have him carry it. It's only an hour, right? They, they The batteries seem like it lasted longer. Yes, you should be able to get there and get back if necessary. And your litter is probably still littering the ground above. Oh, yeah, because I made a thing to for him to drag stuff. I think he'll say a litter. Cleve will say actually a yeah. litter for him to drag stuff. So we can just... Yes, I have a... Mm, Unity uh, rover uh, came on the ship. Perhaps you're familiar with the specifications of a sort of jeep-like device. What does that mean? You're familiar with a jeep, yes. Yes. It's like that, but okay. not. Does it have four wheels? Yes. All right, that, I think that'll do it. We can just load them up in that. Four wheels, room for four passengers. How does some cargo? Tenok work? Does do they look strong or are they? Not especially. Tenok is definitely on the older side. Okay. Um, then like, yeah, I can go try to recruit some people to help load it up, at least. Yes. You and that Corazon prison yeah. would be useful. I could be like, hey, Cora, you want to go see a Tenox garage? Was yeah. Tenox saying that the rover thing is here, or is that the garage? It's at the garage. Okay. Uh, yes, you can find Corazon. Corazon is, like, a little hungover, actually. Okay. Like, she's like, Roz never went to bed. He's yeah. just looking at data all night long. I don't know how they can do that. Did I'm you... like 30 years younger and I can't keep up with this person. But it's only been like one night, right? It was all night long. So Cleve's like just been, oh, I, I've seen Roz go like days. Oh, man. We'll keep an, we'll keep an eye on Roz because after about three or four days, they get a little squirrely. Yeah, like they didn't eat or get up or just kind of mumble to themselves the whole time. All right, then let's let's get Roz fed at least. I, no, no, no. I, I, made him, I made them eat a, a ration bag. Okay. But it's like they it's like I wasn't even there to them. Oh we'll check on them yesterday. Um uh, yesterday. Tomorrow. We'll check on them later. Sure. Um but yeah, uh Corazon's on board. Okay. Need to, to give it some. Uh Jen, if you would like to take the role of Corazon. Put on my sunglasses. Yeah, put on your hypercore. Tenex says I got a Jeep like device. That word is meaningless to Corazon. What does Corazon know about vehicles that existed in Morganland? There's so there's definitely trucks. That, like, haul repo squads around. Okay. She's most familiar with those. So Cora will make a comment like, oh, like a repo truck? Corazon does not know how to drive. No. Corazon did not work for repo squads, so never had occasion to drive. Neither does Cleve. Cleve has driven trucks. 
Cleave his agility. We have it in the the narrative that he's driven a truck in a flashback. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. So maybe I'll have to take a point in that. You might have to take a point in driving. (laughs) Just to be like, I've done this before. Oh, yeah. Tenok is glad to have you. All right. Uh, Yes, you can command or drag or get those bots. We need those bots at my workshop. However they get there, I don't care. Robot. Down the hall. The, the other ones we're going to have to push. We can get the litter once we get up. Yeah, once we get outside. All right. Uh, yep, you take the elevator up. Uh, the litter is indeed there. It's blown on some, I guess not leaves, but like dried out mushroom caps. Some just like some debris. And it's gotten wet because it rained overnight. Uh, oh, because it's a rainy season. It is monsoon season. That's right. Don't yeah, forget. but dried mushroom caps. Well, kind, they're not dry anymore. Kind of slimy right now. It's kind of yeah. gross. We'll just dump it then. <laughs> Look, I made soup. Oh. I would like a, a survival check just to get there safely. This okay. is one red. Can there be a boost die because Tenok presumably goes back and forth along this route? Yes. All right. But it is through a more fungus and miasma heavy location. Whereas hunting, you specifically avoid those locations. Yeah. But I succeed with an advantage. I will not force you to make a resilience checks against Miasma then. I'm starting to believe that Cleve might be a survivalist. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, it does take about an hour uh, to get there, not forever. Okay. Um, Corazon, I feel like, is ordering the robot around. And you're getting the other robot there eventually. Uh, You come to another... This is, like, deeper into the woods a little bit. uh, So not, like, out in the plains uh, like the other Data Haven is. And there is, like, an actual, like, garage. Not warehouse, because it's still part of the ship. But it's a much larger door that can open and close. So is it like kind of in a hillside sort of thing? Yeah. So that part of it can open and close level with the rest of the ground? Yeah. It's probably like it was not a garage originally, but they, because it's in a convenient location for that, that's what they're using it for. So it was a mile away or an hour away? What was the... It's an hour away. So okay. a couple miles. All you need is one seed for him to make a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Corazon knows you have the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Corazon's like, are you crazy, Cleve? Summoning a siege worm? A tunnel would be nice. Those things will eat your leg. If you're lucky. Well, but a tunnel would be nice. Not with a siege worm. Are you interested in tunneling equipment? Tenok is like punching in in way too elaborate, like passcode. Do you know where some is? I have some. Do you think that would be useful? Excavation equipment. Okay. How many other outbuildings are there? Uh, Well, this is my workshop. There's a few other... I don't know exactly who has what. Like, would you like a tunnel between here? I, I don't think this equipment is sufficient for a mile-long underground tunnel. Yeah. It well, is an excavator. Okay. Unless you propose some sort of cut-and-cover approach to your tunneling. But even that would be a major construction project. Yeah, or even something that's enclosed, even mostly, so that you could go through without... Except you built a tunnel school. before. Uh, no. Have you? Yes. Well, Not perfect. on this planet, but it is a fraught endeavor. You don't think it could happen? It would take a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of time and effort outside. If your robots can be somehow commanded to do this, perhaps. Corazon uh, is confident that the more time she spends like working on the robot, she'll be able to get it to like do more things than just roll. Well, then perhaps one day we will have a tunnel. Maybe once she sees the excavation equipment, she can see like whether it's something that could get attached to the robot. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it takes Tenok like a full minute to like punch in this code. Can you imagine typing a password for a minute? Tenok doesn't seem to mind. It is definitely like you're all kind of standing around. We're just talking and chit chatting. Yeah. And it's just like, this is just like a nine key pack. It's I'm, not like the crazy data. I mean, pack. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's poking at buttons. Yeah. That's, that's what they have going on. Uh, opens up into like an airlock. You step into it, close down, everything re air gets filtered out, cycled, and it opens back up. And indeed, there is what looks like a cleave. You actually, Mariah, you're probably more likely. Mariah's right? not there. Mariah's not there. Never mind. Nobody's familiar with it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of vehicles we have on the farm. Trucks. You could have had like trucks, quad bikes, horses. tractors. Yeah. Um, this looks like none of those. Okay. Yeah, imagine a Jeep, but instead of, like, super boxy, it's much more sleek, like a sedan. Uh-huh. Um, so this thing doesn't have a ton of towing capacity by any means, but it's, like, four wheels. The uh, cabin is fully encased. Tenok says it's got air filtration. So you said sedan. Does it not have a flat bed? It does not have a flat bed. No. But it's got the tires that are meant to be all-terrain. Is that it's got all-terrain tires. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was made for this... It came on the Unity ship okay. to this planet. And Tanakh has like started to restore this one, but they've been missing critical components. Okay. Critical components that need to come from one of these robots. Ah, good thing we brought two robots. Somehow Jeep-like device makes more sense now. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you can fit four people and some cargo. Right. Like fitting a robot inside, like that would take up one of your like spots. One of your people spots. What are you thinking to do with this thing? Get it running. And then... It will be running. To... Like, Tenox, like, brain processes for a second, like... The, He's like, the, Then go. we have a working rover. Do you have somewhere you want to go? No. In particular? Oh, you just want a working rover. Okay. I mean, getting in contact with other people, Corazon, <laughs> like, points out that it's hard to go from settlement to settlement. Well, unless you're going to scout or something, if there was something in particular you're looking for. Do you have a place you want to go? Actually, the place we landed has still has some equipment. Where, kind of equipment? where we crashed, there's a computer terminal there. Tenok like leans in, actually. Yeah, so we were in the... Was it the utility pod? Is that where we... Yeah, yeah. Utilitarian so this is the utility pod. I don't know how much is there. There's at least... There were four cryopods. There was a computer terminal. And I don't know what else. Like survived. You can see Tenok like... Just like making a mental memory of this list that you're. But excavation equipment might help, because it was definitely underneath a wolf beetle nest. And it like collapsed. It did collapse, so I don't know how much of it it was. So I didn't mm. see all of it, but there may be things that are useful for the colony. Yes, that would be useful. I would love to take a look at some of that equipment. Then getting excavation equipment in transportable form is, is definitely uh, something we need to work on. Yes. If you can, I don't know, attach this. They have some equipment, like a picture like backhoe kind of thing, but like not super huge. Might be able to weld this to the rover, but it will make it more difficult to drive. Do you think the rover would be able to, to pull a robot behind it? <sighs> that would be tricky. Or roof mount a robot? The, uh, you'd have to find a way to reinforce the frame to take that much weight on top and strap it down carefully so it's not going to... If you were on a road, 
then you would not have this issue. But going over the terrain that you need to go over, dragging your robot behind, you can only go at the speed of the robot. Well, like, what does this run on? Can we just go look and see what we need? Oh, what's like the fuel source? Yeah. Uh, it's got a variety of fuel options. The primary is simply solar battery. Okay. So you can't go super far in a day, but it's that's another thing. Being lightweight lets you go further. So we could go check it out, see what we need before we try to... Go check what out? The crash site and oh. see what's over there. Perhaps. But I don't know. We'd have to plot it through. I don't know where all of the... I can't remember the guys. Morgan's men. I don't know what that situation might look like if we're driving around in this thing. Corazon reminds Cleve that Morgan's mining crew had their eye on that general hillside area. Yeah. So we might have to she hurry thinks, then. She thinks if you're planning to do something there, you should be ready to do everything you want. You shouldn't go risk discovery and not have what you need to accomplish your goals. How far are we from this thing? I I don't have a sense of like the land, like what we like. If you were walking, that's like it was like two two, or two plus days, yeah. yeah. Right, if but you're driving. But there aren't roads though. There aren't roads, but like you can get there faster and safer. Right. It it is it has filtered air, so it's much 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 safer. Right. For human beings that aren't named Mariah. But it's not going to be able to go like thirty miles per hour. No. So you might be able to do it in like a day and a half kind of thing. Because on areas where it is open, you can let loose a little bit. So what is the problem with towing a robot? Like, you were saying we could only move as fast as the robot, but why would that matter? Part of it is, like, that's going... Towing something that heavy is going to create an awful lot of drag, so you won't... You will lose a lot of your, like, power distribution. So it's not a matter of going that fast. You'll drain your battery much faster. And you would need a reliable way to keep your robot from getting, like, beat up. Or, like, you would evolving... You're thinking, like, attaching a trailer to it and putting the robot on the trailer. Which is even more weight to be pulling. But not dragging, so that's an improvement. Yes, the wheel accomplishes a lot. Well, but and, if we... But also, I'm not worried about dragging a robot over ground that has just been driven over. Driving over the ground is going to squash it a certain bit anyway. You have, like, wheels in the side of this. Your robot is only eight wide. Why are we trying to bring the robot? The robot is the size of a small person. And my thought was having an excavator that is maneuverable would be far more use than having a jeep with something attached to the front of it. Because, like, the hillside collapsed into the module. We're going to have to climb down and do stuff in there. Yeah. Like, driving a vehicle down to start shoveling is different from having, like, a robot-sized thing go down. Yeah. One possibility would be to attach the excavation equipment, for example, to the roof, which would not cause as much trouble as, like, strapping a robot up there. And then, like, making the robot a passenger. Does he have a trailer? He does not have a trailer. Because then if we're going to bring stuff back, that would be the whole point of going there, right? So we would want to have space to bring stuff back. But we could, a person could, I could run an excavation equipment, yeah? Yes. We don't need the robot for that. You need some power source for it, though. Yeah. So we could save the space with the robot. What is the nature of this excavation equipment? Picture... Not a bulldozer, not not that, but the like big claw arm that comes out and can like pull up lots of dirt and like probably crush through rock and other things. But like the size of one that would go on a bobcat, so not the big giant ones of yellow like Komatsu or whatever. So it's already attached to some sort of vehicle at this point in time. It is not attached to a vehicle at this. It's time. just like an arm sitting around. It is an arm sitting around. Okay. 
that with like appropriate uh, you know mechanical knowledge can be made to work with this car or with a robot. So okay. were you proposing Cleve to like have it work with some sort of like vest type thing? I didn't know what the nature of the equipment was. I kind of pictured like an automatic auger or something. You were like, yeah, sorry, yeah. I should have made that clear. Um, okay. I don't think an individual person could op- could like physically hold this and operate it. Unless you built, like, a stand for it, but then it's hard to move around other things. Yeah, you probably need some sort of, like, power armor or something. If you had power armor, yes. Yeah, okay. Tenok asks, do you have power armor? No, do you? No, I've never heard of power armor. Have I heard of power armor? Uh, Only as, like, stories. I'm gonna say, yeah, he has, but they, like, the fuel consumption was kind of prohibitive for it. They had experimental stuff. Yes, hard, difficult to size for soldiers as well. Too many components. Too complicated. Okay. So then maybe you're right. Maybe the robot is the best option for that because I would hate to ruin the... I feel like the vehicle's more important. So if we're going to ruin something, the robot's probably better. If it doesn't go well. So you're proposing to attach the excavator, excavation equipment to the robot? We're proposing to figure out how. Right. And then it's going to have to be attached again on site, I guess? If the only way to get both those things there is robot inside vehicle and equipment on roof? Yeah, like, there will have to be a check to attach them together on site, but you will have taken the preparation, so it's not an insane difficulty check. Well, does Tenok know how to do this stuff? This is sort of, is this their specialty? Tenok can, like, definitely make some rolls here to see how hard it's going to be Okay. to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, Tenok has to fix this. Tenok has recommendations about what's going to make more sense, then they might have the best thing than some hunter and a hacker. Yeah. Well, first, let's get this rover working at all. Because if we cannot get it to move, then it doesn't really matter. You will definitely not be attaching an excavator to it. Oh, same with the... Oh, the rover? Is that what Yes. they said? Okay. Because the robot, too, I feel like we still have to figure out the arms. Yeah, it's a matter of just, like, pulling out the correct components, installing... We should be adding a blue dye from Coruscant. Oh. Okay. This is not a, like, they are succeeding, they're failing. It's just a matter of I wanted to get some input on the role as far as how this is working for them. Which came out as a failure and five advantages. A failure and five advantages. Uh, so the rover itself is not in awesome shape. So it has minus one handling, which means there's a black die in driving it. But they can definitely rig up a system to attach the excavator either to the rover or to the robot. If the excavator is attached to the rover, that's another minus one handling. Uh, so it would be two black dice. That does not seem wise in an environment that's already, like, rough terrain. But I'm not the one who's going to be driving it. Cleave is. Yeah, that is up to you. But it's... There will still have to be, like, an average mechanics check. Yeah, to, we'll like, change things around. Get there. Is way more doable. But if we can do that, we don't need the robot. If you can get the rover, like, right up to wherever you need to excavate it, yes. You do not need the robot. Which means you have more cargo space to bring things back. Yeah, I mean, unless Tenok's like, no, this is stupid, nope. I think we try the rover for it. Very well. Then you will not have to reconfigure, but they we still have that option. Sure, it's all going to fail, but that might be our best option. All right, well, then we can do all the mechanics work up front. Yes. How good a shop is this? Is this not a blue dye worthy shop? I don't think it is because this wasn't designed as a shop, it's been repurposed as a shop. There's like, a lot of really unusual advanced equipment, but you're missing like certain key things. Like, there's no drill press here. And so certain things have to be done in unusual ways. Okay. And you can't source those. Maybe that would be nice if those were on the utility pod. 
Ah, very well. Uh, Cleve, do you know how to drive? Yeah. If you would get us back to Data Haven proper, I would appreciate it. All right, let's see. <laughs> you said it's two black dice? Uh, yes, this will be two purples and two blacks. So are we not going to attach the excavation equipment? That's done. Okay. okay. It's already attached. Okay, so two purples and two blacks. Yep. And driving is three green dice? Uh, yes. Oh, maybe not on this planet. We'll see. Do you want a story point? Yeah, let's do that. Why not wreck first time out? If we're going to wreck, let's do it when we're further away and it's harder to get back. And don't have a mechanic aboard. Yeah, exactly. I do succeed. Okay. Just one success. It's, you know, not quite like driving old Humvees or things like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely it's... more difficult when than having a road and a... Yeah, you know. but you drove in the military, so you have some experience with off-road driving, you're on a farm, so it's not the yeah. worst thing, but it's it's much lighter weight. Um, I think Cleese says I could have done better. Yeah. The the pickup's a little strange, and like, yeah, it's a little bit off-balance with this excavator arm. Um, Corazon, I think, has never ridden in a vehicle before. Not it's not, there's no reason to. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a new experience for her. Tenot's in the back, like, checking a bunch of, like, readouts and other things. And probably the ro- well, we bringing the robot back? Like, why did we bring both the robots over there? Is that where they're going to live? Uh, yes, we're bringing the robot back, because Tenok is, like, nominally owns that robot, in some sense. Well, and it needs to be close enough for Wi-Fi to work, so that Roz can access its yes. data. I think that ends an encounter as you get back to Data Haven. You're driving forward, and, like, you drive behind a, not a tree, a mushroom. That <laughs> that's the scene swipe. Yeah, that scene swipes to like in Doctor Satali's office, I guess, wherever you find her. There's like a little like mushroom sample inside a little jar, and that's the camera pulls out. Of the it. camera pulls out of that. All right. Uh, yes, and Doctor Satali is checking checking some of her notes. She's like, Ah, Mariah, how are you feeling? I am not feeling very well right now. Oh no. I don't feel like I'm gonna fall over dead. Okay, that's progress. She puts the needle away. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could listen to my lungs, I would appreciate it. She pulls out like very classic stethoscope, uh, but doesn't seem like as practiced as most doctors are. Just like, oh, like, all right, breathe in, breathe out. She'll make it just a generic medicine check to not fix the crit, but to understand what's going on. Dr. Sidali does not have that much medicine. Nor that much intelligence. I'm very disappointed in her. <laughs> the sisters of Chiron weren't going to send their best. They might die. Okay. They sent their bravest, but yeah. not their best. <laughs> um, she does succeed. It's like, this sounds like miasma poisoning. Like, it's really advanced, though. Like, you've only been on this planet for less than a month, right? I've been on this planet for 30 years. You know what I meant. In a compromised cryopod. That's true. That's true. I don't know how long I've been exposed to the atmosphere, but this didn't start until earlier today. Earlier today? And I caused it. What do you mean you caused it? I mean, I try to do something and I still don't really understand what I can do and how I can do it, and I didn't do it right. Do you want to make some kind of social check? I'm happy also to discontinue the narrative discussion. I don't think I need a social check okay. at this point. I don't think I've said anything like designed to influence. I'm just sharing information. Okay, okay. She's like, all right, we'll just be, let's scientifically step through the process of what exactly happened. Let's. It sounds dumb, but literally start with what you ate this morning, because sometimes that can affect things. Also, we don't know how long these ration packs are actually rated for. They could have mold, and this is your problem, is just mold from the ration. Um, we don't need to literally yeah, go yeah, over yeah. that narrative. But like that's the kind of right. approach that Dr. Stelly takes to this problem. 
What do you say about your encounter with Arx? My encounter with Takuto. With Takuto, I'm so sorry. I would love to encounter Arx. One day, one day. I liberate them, but that day's not arrived. Um, I haven't talked to Dr. Satali about the specifics of what I can do yet. All I had told her was that I could do things that other people couldn't and see things that other people couldn't and things like that. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I will wave off the question of diet. I eat the same thing that everybody else did. And I will tell her that I can sense miasma. I can feel it. I can feel what it's feeling. And I thought Takuto might still have trace miasma in his system. And so I tried to extract it. And I will add that, like, I have extracted miasma. I have manipulated miasma. Like, Cleave was witness to this. Mm -hmm. Like, Coruscant and Cleave also saw me, like, pull miasma out of the robot. That's real. I can definitely do that. And I tried to do something like that with Takuto. But Takuto's problem was more advanced than that. And it wasn't a matter of getting miasma out. It was more a matter of things needing to be repaired, which requires energy that had to come from somewhere. And I think I damaged myself in the process. So this whole time, Natasha Sally does not interrupt you. She's like furiously taking notes though. And like you, you don't hear, at no point is she's like, that's impossible. She's like fascinating. Does she, does she type or does she like have a, like a notebook and she writes with a pen? She writes with a pen. Okay. Actually. She has a little bit of computer skill, but that's not her jam. Uh, fascinating. Oh, Takuto, yes. I saw him walking today. He hasn't walked in a month. Interesting. He needed, like, a lung transplant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that's what happened. Interesting. This is, um, as far as I know, unprecedented. This degree of interaction with miasma, in this, uh, in this sense. This is troubling. Uh, but maybe your lungs don't have exactly the same, same problem. That would be... Phenomenal. Phenomenal is the right word. Um, astounding? If it was literally the same problem that he had. We should take a closer look at those. Now that I know that's that's what's going on, maybe we can do something. Maybe it's temporary, maybe... Is there like an MRI or x-rays or something like that here? There's something like that. 100 year future? Yeah, you're gonna have to drink this. <laughs> Foul tasting liquid kind of thing. That's fine. Okay, and she will attempt to fix your crypt. It's a two-difficulty crit. She's really good at knowledge, Chiron, and knowledge. She's so good. Being really good at knowledge is useless. So good at <laughs> you need skills, practical um, skills, to survive on this world. She gets a blue die from, from your lab. Are we missing any advantages that you had? Can you help? I don't think you can help on a crit to fix yourself. I was thinking like a blue die because of the description of yes. how the thing happened. You know what? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. That makes sense. Are you happy, maybe not happy, satisfied with this? I can't do anything to change the dice ball. You can make it worse. I can't spend those. Dr. Sally crushes it, actually. Three successes and two advantages. Yeah, so she, like, listens in more carefully, checks this, like, okay. This is going to require a steroid. Perfectly standard. This won't hurt. It's like a, a gel you have to put on and it gets absorbed into your lungs from your chest. Is it a disgustingly bright blue color? No, it's not pulling miasma out. <laughs> so, like, neon bright orange. Somewhat garish, but you don't take any strength for it. Oh, you said that there's, like, a mushroom terrarium thing in here. Yeah. 
So this whole like thing of needing to apply gunk to my chest reminds mm -hmm. me that I have a bluebell like in a jar. Oh. And so I ask her if she wants to add it to her terrarium. Oh, yes, I don't have that specific. That would be wonderful. And I use that as a boost die for my social check on her. That's perfect. Yes, you are healed of your crit. There's like a brief like surge of, I don't know, like when you get like an adrenaline surge is kind of what it feels like. Ugh, and you can breathe again. We well want to monitor it for another day or so. That should be okay. Now keep an eye on Takuto uh, as well to make sure that they're, that he's also, how his recovery is going. Or if his lungs will collapse back to some degree. Um, I'm glad you're feeling better. All right. Mariah wishes to segue the topic. Are you glad I'm feeling better because I'm a patient of yours? Or are you glad I'm feeling better because I'm an experiment that can be of interest to you? Do you feel like this is charm? Are you trying to... You, Jennifer, are saying that sounded slightly coercive. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that Jennifer sounded slightly coercive because Jennifer is suspicious. <laughs> I think Mariah, who desires belonging and fears isolation, would not have sounded coercive. Okay. It would have sounded more like I am trying to understand like what what there is between right. us. Yeah. Am, am I a patient to you? Uh, yeah. Or am I like, an is it that like, I'm like, a patient or you're, is it because I'm an interesting experiment? Your tone is not is not right either. Okay. I think Lex's tone is more right. I mean, you could start with so am I like a patient to you? Yeah. yeah. It, it's the then like, you could then. I mean, it's yeah. It's like okay. I like that. It's like what. What exactly is going on here? Yeah. Like, am I a patient? Am I an experiment? Are we dating? Something no. else? <laughs> not, like, Help me understand. It's not like so far as to like explicitly ask, are we friends now? But it's yeah. like, yeah. Am I just a patient or am I, you know, a potential a, a curiosity, a potential paper? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. or is there something else? Like, why did you risk yourself? Like, you didn't go and fetch Takuto when his mission failed, okay. did you? Okay. Why did you go out? So I think it's charm. I think it this gets is... a boost die because I already gave her the bluebell. Yep. Why are you obsessed with me? Soften her up with presents. Her cool is too purple, but I will spend a story point. Very generous of you. I do what I can. I don't think this is entering like social combat territory necessarily. Okay. But you got your blue die for your mushroom friend. Yep. Your plant companion. <laughs> This is one success. All those things can be true. Right. You are a patient. Well, not normally a medical doctor. That is one of my roles here. And I don't want to see you or anyone else die. You also have this uncanny ability. Yes, that is interesting. I'd love to know more about this. Maybe this can help us, you know, interact with this planet. And like she pauses for a second. And why did I come out to save you? Uh, I didn't know if I'd known that Takuto and Arcs had gotten poisoned so bad. Miasma? Yes, I would have gone out, but I didn't. We found Takudo shambling back in to Data Haven without arcs. I had your blood work, and so I knew that I thought you were going to die. She makes a cool check. She's afraid of death. She's like, I'm not going through that again. I lost one kid. <laughs> what is your cool? A red and two purples. Success, but many threats. Do you know all of her motivations at this point? I think you I know she fears death. And you know she has brave. a compulsion. She, yes, she's got her compulsion addiction. She fears death. She desires knowledge. Yes. Knowledge and her strength is courageous. I know okay. all those things. I would like her true goal. Her true so goal. So she needs to keep speaking. Yes. 
back and stepped out as a Chiron. We don't have domes. We try to work with the local environment as best we can. Sometimes it doesn't work out so well. I have a younger sibling. I had a younger sibling. She like corrects that died to miasma poison. So I'm doing everything I can to try to mitigate those effects. But I'm not a computer scientist. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not even really a chemist. I'm an anthropologist. No. Yeah. What are you? Oh, now I need to decide. Because every type of research she's talked about, like yeah. the plant beasts, that wasn't her research. She said that was somebody else's. The miasma inhibitor, she said that was somebody else's. Sorry, the plant-based, like the, 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 the briar beast? The briar beast control system. She said that was somebody else's work that she was just implementing. Yes. I'm a xenobotanist. So I'm, I'm more interested in cataloging, understanding all these different... Oh, did you make this like, yourself? The little the zine. Well, the zine? Well, yes, that's how zines are made. Right, but it but was yes, like somebody else's that she had with her. Yes, that is a zine that I created. That I've been trying to pass around here. I got... Chloe took one. But yes. That is why the more people that die from the environment, the more people that won't want to work with it. Ah. I know you said this isn't social combat, but do you want me to just keep make, making checks against her, or...? Um, like, I think because... so. Like, she made a cool check, you okay. to make Because that segues perfectly into people dying from, like, eco-terrorists are also yes. not yes. going to That's help the point. cause. Yep, yep. Which, again, Mariah is not going to say as snarkily as Jennifer just did. <laughs> Um, um, sounds like leadership-ish thing? Yeah, it's going to be a leadership-ish statement. Um, because Mariah is going to say, like, then maybe, maybe her goals would be better served with an approach that better fits her skill set. Which does not seem to be blowing up factories. It seems to be understanding the plants and fungus around here. And that's where you slip in the blown up factories? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I make that statement, and then I go on to say... This was the installation like that was hit by your thing. And I have like the code that I read mm -hmm. off the screen that was all bright red and angry. This is a xenofungicide plant, mm -hmm. but it's complete bubble now. It nearly took down a dome. Killing people is not, is not should, how we get people to yeah, live. Yeah. You should make your role now. With the environment. You, you need people to still be alive for them to live with the environment. So I've been in sales point. for a long time and killing people is not a great way to make a sale. <laughs> I mean, so that to do your killer HR. I am. I'm starting a story point. I don't actually have any leadership. I go off my natural uh, presence when I order people around. Okay, you're playing on her fear of death a little bit, though. Yep. She's not going to take it, though. Mm -mm. I come out with two advantages, so she um, can fire back. Yeah, and it's almost a little not invasive. I mean, well, also just like... My information is all like secondhand from what somebody heard on the Morgan propaganda yes. machine, which she may infer. Yeah, she's like, oh, you like you haven't seen the factory, but this this information says yes, it definitely shut down. Uh, and like you mentioned, like the explosion. She's like, uh, yes, it's not the first time that Morgan would lie about the extent of our activities. But like the number of witnesses, like that's what Mariah's like. The number of, the reported number of witnesses. I'm just saying, like, if a factory is rubble or not rubble, like, that distinction? Yes, that is a binary that exists. She, she absolutely agrees. Uh, this was designed to overload, to damage equipment and, and trigger a shutdown, not to blow something up. If the factory did blow up, if that actually happened. You're going to blame Morgan again. We designed this virus assuming he's following 
the unity protocols for this kind of like chemical production. If he's cutting corners to this, he's putting his people in a dangerous environment. Those protocols are 30 years old. Yes, well, he doesn't have better protocols. It sounds... How do you know? You haven't gathered that information. Well, when we get the information from Roz, perhaps we'll know exactly what the protocols are. But it seems like this is information that they're not following those protocols. That they're, they're putting their workers' lives at risk every day, right? It's not just this. Like, this is something that caused the machine to spin too fast, like a, a washing machine that would spin too quickly and go out of control and to shut down. They don't have the, the shutdown trigger, it seems. They just let it keep spinning until it hits somebody. I'm trying to think, is this like a leadership check back at you? Or is this like she's explaining the knowledge of... I think she is making the knowledge. This is like she's trying to teach me things. Yeah. What do you feel is your cure resistance skill? Just like a cool in this case? A, a vigilance for like how much do you trust this? Yeah, I think vigilance, which is not great for me. Okay. That's two purples. One success, one advantage. Since we're not in a formal social combat, we're not tracking strain for this, but just like she gets across the idea that like this virus was not designed to blow up the factory. Okay. But there's a lot of things one can do with a factory that cause any number of issues with it that could trigger an explosion. I would like to make a negotiation check back. I think that sounds good. Which is, now that you understand this, now that you understand that you can't rely upon those protocols, will you not make any more of these virus attacks on these facilities? Because, like, you've just admitted that you can't be sure what will happen. And... You said that you're willing to do whatever it takes, and maybe that's not just what you can accomplish by sitting in this vault here. That includes converting people's hearts and minds, and not just mine. Other people need to see this stuff, waves the Xen around. For people to understand that Xenofungus is not the enemy, you need to talk to them. Or not you, but somebody who understands needs to talk to them. And it might not be fast as blowing something up, but it'll be more lasting. You are spending a story point? Mm -hmm. I will spend a story point. Mm -hmm. I have a zine material. <laughs> no, that is good. And, and like, I'm acknowledging that, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. she's educated me some, right? Like, yeah, I'll give you a blue die because you, like, getting information to people is a good thing. She likes knowledge. All right. That is three successes. Hmm. Like, you need a PR person. <laughs> this guy! <laughs> and here are um, my salary requirements. Like, you kind of pointed out, like, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe we would win over some more people with an information campaign. A virus that spreads this zine. Like, we don't have the facilities and stuff as a Chiron to, like, mass produce this. No, but injecting data into the but system. injecting data. Oh, they, they're going to love that. They have been putting it out of this virus. It's not going to be as easy, though, because they definitely know that we did a lot of stuff at that. Well, network. that's why people like Roz are going to love this job, though. I just meant physically, like, getting yes. access is not going yes, to... We're not going to be able to do it the same way. No, you'll need to be inside a dome at, like, a communications hub that has that kind of, like, physical access to be able to inject... But that's a great idea, Mariah. There, I think there might just definitely be a home for you and stuff like that as a Kyra. We need, we need new ideas like this. It's, we try not to be just a group of scientists, but for better or worse, there are, most of the decisions are made by scientists, which doesn't always work out. 
She's said things before that indicate, like, some people are not really researchers. And she's just said some things now about, like, scientists and stuff. So Mariah would like to understand, like, the he's not going to ask it this way, but the class structure of, like, like how is Steptors of Chiron set up? Like, here there's Data Jacks, <laughs> like, but nobody's in charge. Morgan seems to have some sort of board, but Morgan himself seems to have some personal power as well. Like, if Steptors of Chiron, is it made up of people, like, all across the board of all different, like, walks of life? Or... We do have a variety of people. It is people who care about the environment of Chiron and working with it. So a lot of those people are environmental scientists of one flavor or another, right? Uh, for example, uh, Dr. Sky, uh, our mutual friend. Deirdre. Deirdre, yes. She is currently in charge, you could say. I'm trying to think what the like title for that would be. It's um, not like head researcher. That's not what it is. If it's set up... Like the director, maybe? Yeah, director is probably just Yeah, that's a, a neutral enough term. Um, so she's currently the director. And she has been for some time, but she's been reasonably effective at getting people to work together and make progress on these kind of goals. So much of what we have to do is developing new technology. That's why so many scientists have more or less so much more clout. But there's a number of people who are a little more like you, you might say, activists, uh, who are trying to convince others that these things are a good idea. Problem is, it's hard to get from point A to point B to find new people to convince. Uh, so sometimes they end up in our own, just in other spaces, kind of arguing with each other. We could use a great way to direct their, their energy. And having them put together more zines like this, but in a, a format that we can get digitally here in Data Haven and injecting into Morgan, we can reach a lot more people. There are also a lot, plenty of people who fabricate things and work on things. There are people, not unlike Cleve actually, who go out into the wilderness. But it's, it's difficult, right? Because of how, how toxic it is long term. But you're right. As you say, a PR person, spreading this information would be valuable. Uh, we have a limited amount of computing capability in Stubborn as a Chiron. Like, Data Haven has the most computing capability, I think, of all the places that we're familiar with. Possibly not as much as the uh, university, but... Okay. Well, maybe once we've recovered my medical data from my cryopod, I'll be able to help you in more ways than just yes, being we, able to talk to people. We do... Getting that baseline of your blood sample will be extremely valuable in helping understand your condition. We can't really do any more advanced tests here until we get that kind of baseline. Back, if we had you at Sephardic Chiron, we have more advanced chemical setup. How far away is that? You said it's through the monsoon jungle. The monsoon jungle. Is that like a couple of days or is that like a week? It's closer to a week. It's a longer journey unless you have some faster way to do it, but no one's going to be able to road through there anytime soon. It can be dangerous. All right. Well, thanks for helping with my lens, Dr. Satali, and... Please. Call me Marina. Excellent. That's what I was fishing for by <laughs> using the name there. <laughs> um, we can close the yep. scene there. Yeah. You uh, call her M. No. She asked me to call her Marina, and that's what I'll call her. If she'd asked me to call her Mare, I'd call her Mare. Mare? <laughs> Please call me Irina. I had a friend named Marianne when I was little, and sometimes we'd call her Mare. <laughs> Are you going to be able to say Marina and Mariah? I don't have to say Marina that often. You have to say Marina. It's right. worse for Lex. I have to say Mariah. <laughs> well, you're so Thorn in combat. In combat. In combat, we can only use single syllable names. Mm -hmm. But she, I don't know that I've even really talked to her that much to call her. She's still Dr. Satali to well, leave. When she goes on our next mission with us.
Jam Danielle here. Tenox Rover is a direct copy of the Alpha Centauri video game rover. It does look something like a futuristic, more aerodynamic jeep that's fully sealed. For Mariah and Cleave, it means faster and safer transportation through the wilderness. However, as anyone who's ever owned a car can relate, a vehicle can come with its own set of troubles. You've been listening to Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Danielle, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, Xenofungus is not the enemy.